0: Simple Life Together, Episode 3. Why we can't let go of our clutter, your backup strategy, and a bit about Dropbox.
1: Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes.
0: Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last show, we talked about using routines to simplify your life and using Google for search and research.
1: Yeah, that was a a good episode, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we actually got into a lot of detail. (laughs) You can tell that we're passionate about both of those things. But yeah, it was a great, great episode.
1: Well, once again, we have some topics for discussion that deal with simplifying life, and we hope to find... Uh, some great takeaways for you, and as always, we'll give links to additional information or resources where you can find more info on the subject. If you missed the link here on the podcast, you can always find it in the show notes for each episode at com slash the episode number. So for today's show, it's simplelifetogether.com slash 3 Woohoo! All right, so I guess we'll uh, move right into the topic segment, right, Vanessa? Why don't you go ahead and start? So, why can't we let go of our clutter?
0: I mean, that's kind of the the big question out there. You know, yeah. it's funny every, every time I meet somebody, you know, I get. One of a few things. Um, it's either going to be, wow, I could really use your help. Once they find out that I'm a professional organizer, yeah, it's that like,
1: happens uh, everywhere we go.
0: Pre- yeah, I would probably say about ninety percent of the time. Yeah, it's like or, if you
1: run into a doctor and you say, you know, I say, oh, you're a doctor. Well, I have this thing. Could you, you know, you <laughs> yeah, know exactly. Same thing with you.
0: <laughs> really? You think you can fix all my <laughs> ailments, please, right now? Um, or I'll hear like, wow, I bet your house is great. Yeah, I bet it's awesome. Oh, it and, is. You know, it's pretty good. It's not perfect, <laughs> but it's pretty darn peaceful, I would say, and right. pretty functional.
1: If it was just you living there, it'd probably be a lot uh, better. Well, you right know, it's just a little complicated. two kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. It's great. Um, or I get like a confession um, uh, that kind of explains, you know, someone's going to, they just feel like it's, well, I got to explain why I have so much clutter, yeah. you know, and it's kind of almost like a justification, and sometimes it turns into like a therapy session really, Um, which is fine. I'm all good with that. And that's kind of, if I can help in any way, I'm all for it. But just recently I was talking with somebody um, and they were struggling with letting go of their clutter basically, which is what kind of, you know, motivated me to do this topic today. And basically, you know, she's been married, you know, about 40 years and they're going through a little transition and they're yeah. they're trying to kind of change the household a little bit. Well,
1: it it, sounds like something that we've been talking about too.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um they're not necessarily downsizing because they've already done that before, but they're kind of changing the look of the home. Um yeah. and it's just because I th- I think it's just because that the the husband is kind of being he's more invested in the house now now that he's right. retired and he, he has a little bit more ownership in it and she has really kind of created the household throughout the you know, she's always been in charge of the home, basically, right, you know. Right.
1: And now they're both there kind of yeah, and so figuring out their roles.
0: They really are. And I think, you know, they both appreciate each other, they both are excited about new, but they're, and she's just having a hard time letting go. Yeah. And so it just really made me think about, she's not, first of all, she's not alone. Uh, we all struggle with letting go of our clutter. Yeah. And clutter isn't, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that there are things that clutter our lives. There are good things that we that we like or things that we we love or have loved, or whatever, but when it starts to when you become a slave to your possessions, right. like we've talked about in the first episode, that when you become a slave, then that becomes effort you know when sure. you, you put more effort than it than you have time for, um it gets kind of frustrating, so yeah. anyway
1: well it's it, i mean it's really amazing the power that things can have over us um mm-hmm. you know me I'm a pretty sentimental guy with stuff, and there's there are some things that I'm just not ready to part with. So I, I certainly understand that in other people.
0: Yeah. And it takes time too. You know, you've got to really, you don't want to just go crazy and get rid of everything. Right. Uh, Cause then that just builds resentment. You've got to be a little bit more strategic and thoughtful and deliberate about the things that you really need and things that you need to let go of. But we're going to talk about why we can't let go of clutter. Okay. Cause I think if you understand why you're holding on to something, um, you're better able to tackle that clutter and, and really analyze what you can let go of. So I think you really need to identify maybe some reasons why you're holding on to all stuff. Right.
1: I'm looking forward to hearing this.
0: Okay. So, well, this one might be obvious to everybody, but, you know, we, we live in this wonderful country, but we we feel this need for abundance because mm-hmm. it's just the American way, right? You know, more is better or this and that. And so I think that we just feel like we have to, it's all about uh, quantity over quality sometimes. You know, I wanted to have all these cars, all these toys, you know, this big house, big yard and all that, just because we feel like that's, that is like a status symbol.
1: Well, I think we're con- kind of conditioned that way nowadays, too. You know?
0: Yeah, I, we really are socialized into that. You know? And I was talking the last episode about how just feeling guilty about wanting a Christmas, you know, a Christmas presents, even right. though we had talked about we don't want anything more. We're good. But um, so we all still we're just conditioned to want to receive and have more so yeah. but anyway if you just kind of know that that's, that's just out there There's kind of an underlying thing that we have to deal with um, another reason why we can't let go of our clutter is that maybe maybe you've lived a life without at some point in your life mm-hmm. um, like for example my grandparents uh, both sets so of my grandparents lived through the depression and that I really believe that had a big impact on their life because both parents really collect or grandparents collected a lot of stuff a lot of things that I would consider clutter, you know, um, but they just collected so much and they have a hard time just letting it go because they, they might be able to use that. Right. Just, you know. Um, in case they have to go through that kind of a situation again. Or there's folks who g- grew up in modest households or in poor homes. And so once they come to a state of financial security, they don't ever want to go back to that. And so they just they feel like, okay, I'm just gonna have I'm going to have all this stuff and I just need to have more. I'm going to keep it and and not let go right. because I don't ever want to be without again. So, you have a thought over yeah. there?
1: No, no. I, <laughs> I was just thinking that, if, you know, no matter how much you simplify your life, you kind of um, – I think everybody has a tinge of that.
0: Oh, yeah. We know. do, too. I mean, yeah. there's things that we just – you know they're just things that you don't want to let go of and and there's the, also Justin case Justin so, yes. which actually is my next point okay
1: <laughs> Justin not Bieber <laughs> case. he's he's, he's the second of the famous justins
0: (laughs) yeah i'm sure you all know you probably know somebody or maybe even you're guilty of keeping a few things just in case you know um maybe we'll go skiing every year even though we live in the south and there's no snow and we haven't skied in 10 years but (laughs) but just in case we go on a big trip again (laughs) you're keeping all that ski equipment or or whatever the case might be, or for an emergency situation, which i don't think is a bad thing it's just you need to be reasonable with the amount of stuff that you keep and
1: yeah, and you know that probably gets reinforced every time that y- you may keep a I'm, I'm just kind of going off cuff here, but you sure. can may keep a hundred things, and one of them. You will use, that case will come along where you will use it, and it's, well, I'm glad I kept it. That's why, so that's your reasoning or excuse for keeping the other 99.
0: And then what I ask my client is, okay, so when did that happen? Oh, that happened 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or a client of mine had five printers. Um, She just kept upgrading because whether the software was different or whatnot. But I've had to use it before. I go, well, when was the last time you had to use that backup printer? Oh, that was probably about five years ago. Okay.
1: Right, right. and and the ink probably costs more than a new printer, right?
0: Or how fast could you go to, you know, Super Walmart or something and get a new one? You know, if you need to, or Kinkos
1: and just print out one document.
0: There you go. So, and I don't. I know I'm making kind of light of the situation, but it really will might make you think. Okay, do I? Am I really keeping that stuff just in case? And really, has that just in case situation actually happened?
1: Right. And
0: if it did, how long ago was it? You know? <laughs> so, uh, because you know what? If, it's, if it happens more often, then it's just a need to have there, type yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not for just in case anymore. Um, and here's a big one, too. I think we keep things um, and we can't let go of because we have a sense of obligation when we get gifts from people. Yeah. I mean, I know you're holding on to a couple things from. Your mother, that she gave you, that that I know that you're just, I'm not gonna probably keep out or whatnot. Sure. Um, but it's but you have that sense of obligation. But you know what? It's a very nice piece, um, thing, a thing that she made, and and that's okay. It's okay to keep some of that stuff, but. Um, but I think people do that with There's. – I've met people that have done that with every single gift, every yeah. single card that they've ever gotten from – and it may not even be signed, but they got a card from somebody. Right. Um, or you know, maybe it just has their name and that's it, but no special letter written inside. But they've kept, kept – because it was a gift and they had this sense of obligation. Um, my thing is, is that that's okay if something is really special to you. But when it starts to dominate your life, then maybe kind of reconsider what truly is special. And I've said this before, Dan, you know, I say this a lot, that it's, if everything is special, then nothing, nothing is, is special.
1: special. Yeah. And that's, that's very true.
0: You know, it's just kind of keeping those key, really, really important things right. in your life. Um, I think another reason why we don't that we can't like overclutter is that we kind of want to pay tribute to our experiences and our past. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe there's certain things in our childhood that we really love, like going to Disneyland. And so now we have every single Disneyland VHS, you know, <laughs> DVD and Blu-ray, the same, you know, three movies, all the movies, three different sets, you know, right. um, just because that was such a great memory for you or, or maybe you are a world traveler and then, but you pick up things from every country you go to and, and it just, you kind of collect that. You just want to pay tribute to that. So that's probably another reason. Um, this is a big one, and this is eaten at Dan and I before, is that we've spent too much money, and it feels like a waste if we give it away. Yeah. I know that just totally eats at us because we hate wasting money. I hate wasting food. So to waste something like, you know, we had we decided to let go of um, those leather couches that you used to have.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I was single. I had to have a leather couch. I think it's the law. You know?
0: Cool for a bachelor pad. Yeah. Not so much for a family.
1: Yeah. For a family. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Actually, okay. leather's good. It wipes down easy, but it's yeah. kind of cold. It's not so cozy. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it was cool.
0: Slick and smooth.
1: There you go. <laughs> Slick and smooth. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so,
0: But um, anyhow, um, and then maybe we're holding on to the past, too. Yeah, um, I got to tell you this one story. There was this client of mine. She really just touched my heart. Um, as I was helping her organize her space, I noticed the rest of her home, we were organizing her bathroom and her closet, her bedroom closet, and the rest of her home was very simple, very clean, hardly any clutter at all, but you opened up her bedroom, and it was just filled with clothes and makeup and jewelry, and, and it didn't dawn on me until the second session with her that the problem I, as I was talking with her, was that I realized that she was holding on to the past. She was holding on to a part of her past that was the most memorable or where she felt the happiest and the yep. most secure. And it happened to be in the 80s and the 90s. So I ha- I found a lot of blazers with the big shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: cool belts and things yeah. like that. Suspenders and everything. Oh, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and she was 70, folks. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she just could not, because like, that's when she felt the most beautiful, the most secure, and just probably the... Probably one of right. the happiest times in her life, and so I had to acknowledge that and work with her with that.
1: So that, but but that happy time, mm-hmm. keeping it all and not letting go of of some of the possessions. I mean, hopefully she still has the memories of it yeah. at seventy. You know, she's still she's still young and and uh, hopefully has the the memories of that. But that the, that happiness from then is kind of stealing her happiness now because she's living in
0: it's it's in, a constant uh, reminder yeah. of. You know, where she felt she was a lot thinner and more beautiful or whatnot. And I think she's a beautiful woman, but she just, you know, we all have our own perceptions of ourselves, our own beauty. But yeah, you're right. It's a constant reminder. Yeah. And so sometimes maybe it's not so good to keep all that stuff. Right.
1: I got rid of my leg warmers. Okay. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as my, you know, my career in breakdancing came. No, going no. In, you I... know
0: what he got rid of? He actually <laughs> finally got rid of that stonewashed jacket because it's worth a lot yeah. of money, oh, according to Dan.
1: washed, you know. <laughs> Oh, Come geez. on, people in Slovenia play He's a lot like, of money gonna, for stonewashed. No, on.
0: you said it's going to be worth a lot of money. You get on there, it's like $25 for a stone wash jacket.
1: Hey, that's $25.
0: <laughs> you probably spent that much for it back in the 80s.
1: <laughs> probably Well, at more. least it hasn't yeah.
0: decreased depreciated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I had to get rid of my high yeah. school. The so
1: stone I- is probably worth more than the jacket that, that they washed with.
0: <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's all good, though, <clears throat> but my parachute pants aren't leaving. They're going to stay there in the shadow box. <laughs> All right. Oh,
0: good heavens!
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you have your Don Johnson uh, loafers? Too? I'm sure
1: I got them somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, uh, this was way before
0: yeah. I knew him. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but hey, like I, I had to get rid of my high school jacket. I was holding on to this high school softball jacket, and you know, <laughs> yeah, because I hadn't worn it since high school.
1: Yeah, so. well, I, c- I couldn't keep my hair, so I figured I might <laughs> as well keep something, right? <laughs>
0: Folks, he is my personal ab machine. That's how I have abs because he makes me laugh all day long. So, okay. So the last thing here is that I, and this might be something a little bit deeper is just, I think that sometimes we allow our possessions to define our self worth and to define our happiness. And, and that's usually what in my experience and talking with even friends and families, um, family members and clients is I realize when they tend to collect a lot of stuff, or they shop a lot, or they just want to buy the next new thing, or it's there's something else missing in their life. Right. They're feeling some kind of a void, and um, and you know, and it's just kind of maybe that's a really t- touchy subject because you know I'm no psychologist. I can't say that's matter of fact and that's how things really are. But I suspect that that's probably a key yeah. reason why people shop a lot or to have this tendency to put such a high price on their possessions. <clears throat> yeah. So,
1: you know, I was thinking as you were as you were doing as you were talking about that, um you know, I really wonder I don't I don't know the history of it, but I wonder when we we turned into um I think we've always have a maybe a, a propensity to collect things you know there at least some people do yeah they want to collect it but well, even
0: kids start off early sure, collecting yeah. things
1: <laughs> and uh, i mean yeah kids collect you know back in the day marbles baseball cards jordan or collects whatever.
0: acorns what the heck yeah, why not
1: acorn, yeah and so <laughs> but um when you combine that with the availability of things that we have now the ease mm-hmm. of availability and then the consumer cycle
0: yeah
1: when did things i just wonder when everything started to get sold um on a like a yearly basis like w- like when cars first came out th- th- i'm sure they didn't release a model every year <laughs> yeah. you know and um and so when did those things start happening i wonder and then close every season i guess that's kind of always been around but you know the we're on a what a one year cycle for i devices and, and i oh, think yeah right i think that's with almost with everything and um I mean, the, even our
0: vehicles break down a lot sooner because we want them to consume and buy more. You know, I yeah, mean, they yeah. don't last as long.
1: And I wonder, I wonder, um, you know, that just kind of plays into people's. Not 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 only do they need an item, but they need the new item, right? So.
0: We fall victim to do that too. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, so yeah, yeah, I know that's a curious question. I mean, I don't know.
1: we will have to look into that for another for a future episode, <laughs> yeah. maybe.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, the, how the whole marketing strategies work just to, on this consumer society. And again, I'm all about capitalism. <laughs> it's a good thing, it's yep. the American way. But at the same time, um, you know, it's like when is enough enough right. type of thing. So, anyway, enough about that kind of talk. I'm going to real quickly just tell you um, some questions you can ask yourself. So, once you've kind of decided or realized, you know, maybe one or two or three of these things are maybe some of the reasons that you can't let go of your clutter. Um, but now that you've identified that, maybe you can start like letting go of things. Um, and so the first thing I would say is that if you want to start letting go, start with something small, or start with something that's causing you the most grief. <laughs> you right. know, that's like- kind of like
1: the. The, the last episode oh, too. with the routines with yes. routines yeah.
0: yeah because everyone has their own you know they're stressing about right. something when it yep. comes to getting organized it might be just stuff their time or productivity or whatnot but what's causing the most stress if your closet and your clothes are causing you the most stress maybe you should tackle your closet
1: right
0: um, and then worry about the kitchen later or whatever so but then start small just start on maybe one clothing rod you know or one dresser drawer or what the, whatever the case right. may be
1: little victories
0: exactly and then here's some easy questions that you can ask yourself do I love it? Do I need it? Do I use it? When was the last time I used it? When do I plan on using it again or ever? <laughs> can I borrow it? Can I rent it? And the last question is, what's the worst that will happen if I got rid of it?
1: Yeah.
0: So if you answered yes to the first 3, you can keep it. I mean, if those if you fit the bill for all 3 of those first questions. Okay, what were the first 3? Do I love it? Need it? and use it.
1: Okay. So okay. if you, if
0: that is, you say yes to all three, then it's probably a good idea to keep it. Right. All right. Um, but if, if you don't say yes to those and, and you're kind of shaky on the rest, then maybe you can put that in the probably need to let this go. And then again, that number eight, I like the eight. It's kind of like a fail safe to me. All right. What's the worst that will happen if I got rid of it? Right. Then, um, you know, cause a lot of times you can borrow it from somebody else. You can rent something or you can rush out and get something new. You yep. know, it's not worth keeping it. Um, you know, just for that just in case. Right. Because there's probably a, a backup plan or a way to get it, right. that item. Wow, good questions. So anyway, so take a look around your home and maybe you can start tackling an area that's kind of driving you crazy or whatnot and kind of ask those questions to yourself and then, because if you're ready to start living, you know, a simple life or a life with less, this is the way to do it.
1: Good, yeah, and make sure you let us know if uh, yes, uh, if you made any progress with some of these things. Yeah,
0: I love, I love when my uh, readers, like on my blog, will say, "Oh, thank you, it was so inspiring." I did this and this and that, you know. And I'm sharing in with the excitement with them. So please, if if you do tackle a project, please let us know about it. We'd love to hear.
1: We'll let you know some ways that you can contact us at the end of the show.
0: Great. So that's it for my topic. What are you going to talk about today, Dan?
1: I am going to talk about your backup strategy and a bit about Dropbox. All right. All right. So, you know, I kind of usually bring a little bit of a text bin to simplify in life. So I, these two topics are related, back, backing up your digital information and Dropbox. And if you haven't heard of Dropbox, I'll I'll explain a little bit about Dropbox in a bit. But... First, before we start, I gotta I gotta put out my disclaimer. I make absolutely no excuses. I'm a huge Mac fan, and <laughs> um, you know we pretty much use well we use all Mac products. But uh, recently, I did have a total catastrophic crash of my main iMac that I use for my business. And uh, anybody who has experienced an unrecoverable hard drive crash knows that uh, the first thing that goes through your head is. Oh, my gosh, what files did I just lose forever? And uh, that's exactly what went through my head, too. And uh, unfortunately, I did lose some files, and it can happen to anyone. And yes, even a, quote, tech guy who knows better can lose uh, vital information. And the reason I lost some of the files boils down to one thing. I did not make it a simple process. Mm. So once again, simplicity finding its way into our tech lives. And um, so, I guess I, I'll tell you what happened. I don't know why the hard drive crashed, but uh, lately it had been acting a little bit wonky. You know, uh, wonky. Wonky. Yeah, a little, 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 little. That's weird. the word of the year. <laughs> wonky is, today is wonky. Last episode was cleanly.
0: Oh, knock it cleanly.
1: off.
0: <laughs> He's making fun <laughs> of me. All right.
1: Well, look, so come to find out through this process, Apple was actually conducting a recall of the one terabyte, terabyte hard drives like I had and um and actually mine wasn't one of the ones that was part of the recall so it's kind of a mystery as to why it happened but what was going through my mind was you know i recently switched over to using a a dslr camera for doing video work with clients and the files that this thing produces are just absolutely huge they're all you know real high def files or high def video and huge files and um my usual backup method online was just, I mean, simply put, it was overwhelmed. And so I was in a decision-making cycle that uh, that uh, I just kind of let it drag on. You know, when you're trying to make a decision and, uh, and you haven't come to your conclusion yet, uh, I was in that weird part of a decision-making cycle. So let me explain a little bit of, about that. But uh, in the end, I did have a few very large video files. Uh, that I had just taken the, within the previous week that were lost and I, and the other thing that I did lose was some personal photos, and the personal photos were not a big deal. Uh, they were just mostly screenshots and a few things that came off of my my phone that, that that I did not back up to uh, to google plus mm. and uh, but the my regular online backup was just overwhelmed by these huge files, so uh, I did send the hard drive off to a company that specializes in forensic recovery. And uh, now, kind of hold your breath on this, but the cost to recover information, at least with this company, they have a great reputation, uh, begin at five hundred dollars <laughs> and go up to twenty four hundred dollars. So we if, don't
0: know what it's going to cost us. yet. Do we, we don't,
1: yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> uh, we don't even know if recovery is even possible. So I know, ouch. Oh, uh, but
0: that, didn't they say, though, if it's not recoverable, then they won't charge you right, If
1: the, that and that's the good thing. They, that's if, cool. if they can't recover it, then they, they don't charge you. So I did. Sh- I shipped out the hard drive yesterday, and uh, so we'll keep you posted on that. But needless to say, the, the big reason I bring this up is because there are just a lot of major lessons learned here, even for somebody who does tech stuff for a living. And uh, I really take the lessons learned to heart because, you know, throughout – life I've seen so many people and military units and companies that I worked with make the same mistakes over and over again and how many times have you heard me say this lessons learned usually aren't Hmm. well I I learned a lot from this one and I just kind of want to share some of the things that are going on so I learned some negative no there's some negative lessons out of the whole thing Um, like I said I I'd been evaluating which backup would be the best over the previous couple of weeks. And I, and I just hadn't quite decided yet.
0: I remember you talking to me
1: about it. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was a foolish, it's just a rookie decision-making mistake. You know, mm-hmm. I usually don't hem and haw when it comes to decisions. I do research, but, um, mm-hmm. and I think I actually talked about that in the last show, um, researching, uh, an online backup company. And, um, well, you know, what hit me after it was all said and done was, uh, you know, I got a hero, George, George Patton. Mm-hmm. And, um, Georgie. Uncle George. uh, (laughs) He said a a good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan executed next week. So basically, you know, when it's too late. So the major negative lesson learned and actually relearned is that back up in at least two separate locations when you back up your online information. Uh, One on site, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. And one offsite, and I'll expound on that a little bit more too. So, uh, but also some positive lessons, and uh, in this case, I had a really positive experience with uh, Dropbox. Mm-hmm. None of the documents that I had in Dropbox were lost.
0: Oh, yeah, and,
1: um, that's good. So, so here's where Dropbox comes in. If you're not familiar with Dropbox, I have a routine of uh, using Dropbox, and and also sometimes Google Drive. For all of my important work docs and uh, and that was a, absolutely a complete success. All my docs, pictures, videos, etc. that were hosted in my uh, in my iMac are gone. But every single one that I had on the cloud, whether in Dropbox or on Drive, are completely intact. And and those workflows have been seamless. That's so great. so in the cloud, you know, means off offsite on somebody else, some other company's server. It's it's um, it's maintained offsite on the in the ether. Right. So. <laughs> uh those that worked great it worked worked fantastic i was so happy i clicked on and i knew that would i knew you know i knew it would but uh still i
0: mean that's good to know because a lot of us you know we just put our trust in the the cloud and but you actually had an experience so i guess it's kind of a good thing is that you know it's proof that yes it that backup storage does work
1: right and and i now i use dropbox and drive as much for convenience as i do as part of a Part of the backup plan. Okay, it yeah. supplements my backup plan. It's not the backup plan, but uh, I love to have my docs accessible wherever I am, all and right. it's really convenient to be able to share docs with clients. That's so huge. If I'm on my phone or my iPad, I have access to all those things. So uh, that's the big reason why I use uh, Dropbox. And it, how long have we been using Dropbox? Uh, three years, maybe. Three since yeah. it first came out.
0: And I'm the slow adopter. I'm a good yeah. user of all these tech things, but <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a, you know, I got to, let me master one thing at a time, but I do yeah. love Dropbox. I've been starting to use it a lot more lately.
1: So by having everything in Dropbox intact, that reinforces that solid backup strategy. Again, and, you know, having your info backed up to an external drive, which is in your, you know, on-site at wherever okay. your computer is, and also that you have off-site or cloud storage as well. And the other main takeaway on that, and I'm going to hit this a couple of times, is ensure you test your strategy from time to time. Don't just trust that everything's working fine. All right. All right. And and then when it comes to find out, you come to find out that uh, you, you're having trouble backing up. So
0: oh, I'm just smiling because you always say trust but verify. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he says it all the time.
1: That and if not it trusted. ain't inspected, it's neglected. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit about Dropbox. Um, it's um, it's definitely not a total backup solution. You can use Dropbox to supplement it, and it's a a good backup plan by storing your docs there. And you can earn up to. It's free to, uh, Dropbox is free. You can sign up, and it's completely free. And they give you two gigabytes of storage to start out with. Mm. And um, I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes. You can go to. Um, Together dot com slash Dropbox, and that'll take you right to the Dropbox site where you can uh, check out more about Dropbox. You can also earn up to eighteen gigabytes of additional storage through referring other people. If somebody else wants to sign up for free and they and and they they sign up, you just send them a link. They sign up through you. They get, you get additional storage out of that. Wow. So so not only is it free, but you can kind of build your storage, and it's not it's not spammy or anything at all. So we actually pay for a lot of additional backup. Uh, so, um, you know, honestly, I don't know if, if we earn any addition, additional storage for referrals, but we really don't need any additional storage because we pay for it. But what Dropbox does, is it simply adds another folder on your computer and it acts as a virtual drive. So you can load it on your... Your PC, your Mac, smartphones, tablets, and have everything synchronized on every device. Mm-hmm. So, if you change or edit a document in Dropbox while you're working on your laptop, we'll say it'll automatically update everywhere else. Even if you're on, you know, you're on somebody else's computer, uh, you can go to the Dropbox website and you can sign on and have access to all of your stuff. So, um, I mean, it's always there, and you can share documents and folders with others so they can have access to. And honestly, it's all done seamlessly. It's on the cloud, and now you can use it for photos and videos too. That's great. But like I said, we have a we have a a big paid account, and, but we take lots of photos and and video for work. So uh, we we burn through the the gigabytes pretty fast, and that's the main reason that I lost the video footage. It was a few gigabytes of really high def footage that were honestly just simply too large to to do quickly through cloud storage. So, so
0: this is an obvious question, I guess, maybe. Okay. Um, but I'll ask those silly questions. Right. Uh, so in order for you to share, though, the other person has to have a Dropbox account yes. as well, right? Yeah. Just kind of like Google Docs yep. and stuff you both need to have. Yeah, good question. An account. Okay. Yeah, Sweet. you both have
1: an account, and, and it, again, it's free. Mm. So, so I guess it's one of those things where you really hate to see somebody go through uh, a backup um, you know, losing their, uh, losing their information because they didn't have a good backup. So the the last thing I want to do is, is not share my lessons learned. I want, I want you to have some takeaways on this one. So uh, as I was reviewing it, I kind of came up with uh, the three S's. Make sure that your backup plan is simple, seamless and solid. All right, So, and I'll kind of define those a little bit. Simple. So you don't have to think about it. It just happens in the background. If you do have to think about it, if there's just some reason you have to, then set reminders for yourself in your calendar. Uh, I use Google Calendars, and so if I have to set a reminder to back up something, I'll, I'll, send my, I'll schedule it and send myself a text message reminder uh, through Google, Google Calendar so it happens automatically. All right, so that's simple. Seamless. If you have regular backups to an external drive, make sure that that drive is also backed up backed up offsite. Initial backup to the cloud can take up to a couple of weeks if you got a lot of data. So, and it also depends on your connection speed, of course. So, connection speed and the amount of data that you have will determine how long it takes to back up. So, make sure you back up that external drive to the cloud. And then solid just to check, check your system and make sure it works. Uh, try to download files from your backup system and see if there are any bottlenecks or barriers uh, in your plan. And, you know, you want to evaluate how easy it would be to uh, to do a complete system restore if you lost your hard drive. So so as I looked at the strategy that that I had going, I had to immediately add some blazing fast external backup because when I'm working with the big files, mm-hmm. they... Um, the big files are, they just take forever. So I finally got an external backup. talking
0: about my videos? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, your videos and my videos. Oh, your client videos. Yeah, and my too, client yeah. videos too. And it's, they just take forever. And they're, right. again, they're huge files. So I bought a Thunderbolt backup so I can download those to my external drive and it, and it happens very, very quickly. And then at night, they, uh, everything backs up through Dolly Drive. And I mentioned that in the last episode. And I chose Dolly Drive because they're Mac specific. And I really could not find any complaints about them anywhere. So, I I, I can't go out and say right now that I one hundred percent completely recommend them because I just started using it. So so give me a little bit of time to 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 play with that a little bit and see how it goes. And but so far it's it's working great.
0: But what so. you did recommend though is that there's you want you three different levels yep. of backup or well, storage.
1: No, no, you want to have you want to have your on-site storage. On-site? So, um so you have it's in your computer that's okay. saved once, then it's backed up to your external drive which is in your location as well. Okay. And then off-site. So, yeah, 3. three okay. And then the three other things were simple, seamless, and solid.
0: Yeah, so, I like the the um simple and seamless part.
1: Yeah, and solid. Don't forget well, solid. Yeah. Do, me, do me a solid. So, <laughs> so uh the Again, while Dropbox isn't the backup plan, it certainly supplements it since most of the documents I work on every day are always in there and they're always available. And uh, so I guess to sum it up, consider Dropbox for convenience and as a supplement to your backup strategy and make sure your backup plan is simple but complete. On-site backup to an external drive and cloud storage backup off-site. Good. That's a big one. Big one. And again, you can learn more about Dropbox. Just go to com slash Dropbox.
0: Awesome. Those are yeah. some great, great tips, babe.
1: Yeah. And I hope nobody ever has to use them. <laughs> no. <laughs> because, yeah, it's... Uh...
0: Yeah, it was like a kick in the gut, yep. really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Oops, but so. you know what? You're being vulnerable and let us know...
1: That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. I'm passing. It, I'm paying it forward. I'm trying to that's give right. you some give you some tips to to um, avoid it. Oh, so, that's nice. Right. So
0: I guess it's time to move on, right, to yeah, the things segment. The thing, yeah. All right. Um, so this is where we each pick one thing since the last episode that we want to highlight something that's you know had a positive impact on us. Um, yeah, it and, could be an
1: app, yeah. an experience. A conversation, whatever. Right,
0: you know, just something that pops in your head when you're on your four mile run in the morning, like what happened to me today. There you
1: go. Well, then you go first. (laughs) Four mile run. My gosh,
0: (laughs) that was short. No kidding. So my thing is, um, I just love this this phrase. Um, Or have you ever been caught in analysis paralysis?
1: Yes, when I was trying to decide on a backup plan.
0: Right. Or yeah. well, when I was deciding on my thing for today, I was yeah. like, I don't, I can't decide what my thing is going to be. And then it hit me. I was, yeah. I was. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Dan. How ironic. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> so basically, um, I, the reason why I thought of this is I was talking to Dan that I got some new clothes for my daughter, not for not for the holidays, but she just needed some new clothes. And I went to this new store, and I loved it because, well, first of all, the store was small. I like the small. (laughs) We don't need too much. It only sold two things, two types of things. It sold girls' clothes and boys' clothes. That's it. And the third thing is that the clothes were actually cute. And the fourth thing I liked is that there weren't a ton of options. Yeah, It just, they had a couple outfits that were, you know, paired together with different Items paired together. And I was like, that's perfect. That's it. Because I can't stand going into stores where there's so much stuff. Like, for example, our HEB. We have this super huge HEB. It's like the biggest in the state. That's our local
1: supermarket here. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) HEB.
0: Texas. HEB. And uh, it's huge. It's like a. It's it's bigger than a super Walmart. It's huge. It's
1: at least twice the size of a Walmart, maybe three times.
0: So, anyway, they have like an entire aisle dedicated to salsa. Go figure, yeah. Texas, you got to have salsa. But I get into analysis paralysis because I'm afraid that I'm not going to make the right choice or get the best one or the the coolest looking one or the yeah. the most you know exotic tasting salsa. So then I just go to the Pace Piccanti sauce and then I'm good.
1: Pace, get a rope, <laughs> get a rope get from New yeah. York City. So
0: you end up, you end up going with what you know. <laughs> so anyway, you know. So it got me thinking too that this can happen with your kids. I actually had a conversation with some. Um, ladies that I was talking to about helping them get organized with their families. And it was it came to the topic of clothes, again, and how their children like to pick up their own clothes, but it's so frustrating because they have a hard time deciding what they want to wear. And I said, well, how many choices did you give them? Well, I just open up the closet and the drawers and they get to pick. Wow. And I said, well, maybe what you should do is just give them two or three choices. And say, these are the three that you can, you can wear. This one, this one, or this one. And that's it. And then, and it's not like you're being too restrictive. You're just, you're teaching them how to make decisions within certain parameters.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and, and especially with little kids, you know, they're it's going to be, I mean, if you pick out the outfits and put them together, like, um, like you keep, uh, the Jordans in her, yes, in her uh-huh. cubbies, like the canvas cubby that, uh. And then she gets to pick. You put them all together, but she gets to pick which one. You know she's not going to say, I want the pink pants, one green sock, one purple sock, (laughs) this shoe, that shoe.
0: Which is okay. But sometimes she wants to wear shorts when it's freezing outside, you know. But if I, you know, because I check out the weather, but I have it all. But the whole thing is that, you know, you can cut down a lot of the frustration by just eliminating your choices. And the same thing with your dinners. Make your simple dinner plans. You don't need to make them all complicated or, or whatnot. So, anyway, just think about it. Think about analysis paralysis and how less will be a lot easier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What's your thing? My thing is um, is Evernote, and I if this is another love program Evernote. that uh, it's called, and I will do a we'll, I'll do a complete topic on it on a future podcast, but I've I just I've been using Evernote for she's close to four years, I think, and I absolutely love it, and uh, I've been using it a lot more. I've been using it to plan all these podcasts that we do. And, um, I just use it all the time. I just, uh, I've been
0: actually taking voice messages with it, which I haven't been doing before. Yeah. So that's been nice.
1: You mean like voice, like a note? Oh, a voice voice note. note? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: instead of if I'm on the road, I can hit that, take a voice note, you know, instead of trying to type it in.
1: Yeah. Or a photo or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to the Evernote folks and, um. and I really like the new release. The new 5.0 just came out and um and it really looks a lot prettier.
0: Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot cleaner. There's so much functionality with Evernote. I'm sorry I'm picking back on your yeah, thing, but no, it's cool. I I recommend it almost to all of my clients. Yeah. You know, when they're talking about how they want to cut down on their paper, we um we scan most of our documents and then we have it linked to our Evernote account. Yeah. So well, and
1: we'll we'll lay that process all out in a future yeah, it's podcast. A good but, uh, you know, one of the things that i that I get a little careful about with picking apps is, um, you know, apps come and go and, mm-hmm. and you, you get invested in and put a lot of information in one and then boom, it goes away. But, but, uh, the, the folks at Evernote out in San Francisco, I actually went out there to the, uh, Evernote trunk conference last year and, uh, their first one. And, you know, I met a lot of the, the CEO and a lot of the guys and, and, uh, and, um, guys being generic men and women so but uh you know th- they really see this company as a 100 year company and and th- I love their business model and what they do is fantastic and uh and I really think they're going to be around for the long haul so I have absolutely no trouble putting my and I know my information secure there too so it's just uh when uh, when you look at systems like uh, what is it David Allen's Getting Things Done and mm-hmm. and um, and Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and all that, so you know all of them talk about your to do lists and and ubiquitous capture, meaning that no matter how you capture all the information, you get it out of your head or get it out of an experience and and, and record it somehow. I I see Evernote as like the premier tool to do ubiquitous capture. Mm-hmm. You can. It's OCR no, Yeah, you can even you can write a note down and then you can t- take a picture of it and it does OCR which is optical character recognition. So it'll read it'll even if you take a picture of a sign, it'll it'll decipher the words in the sign and and if you do a search for it than uh, like a wine label or something, right. you know, you can, you can actually search for the word and it'll find the word in a picture. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, evernote.com, it's a, uh, fantastic program. It's uh, available for uh, like every single platform there is.
0: The tagline is what? Remember everything? Remember everything. Yeah. Remember
1: everything? And it's a, it's a green icon with a little elephant because, you know, elephants never forget. And so that's <laughs> Evernote and that's my thing for the week. I love that program and I'll be talking more about it.
0: I it. I love Evernote too. Thanks.
1: Awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Okay, so that's it for episode three of Simple Life Together. So, and we discussed how to let go of your clutter or reason why we can't let go of your clutter and then some ways that you can, some questions that you can ask yourself to help you along if you are struggling with letting go of your clutter. And we also talked about, um, you know, backup strategy and a little bit about Dropbox. Yeah,
1: and then you covered analysis paralysis. And then I covered Evernote. So we hope something we said today inspires you to start simplifying your life and that you'll join us on the journey towards a simpler life in the modern world. It's our pleasure to be able to share some ideas and experiences that we've had along the way. We'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast and give us a good review on iTunes. And you can find a link directly to the show on SimpleLifeTogether.com in the left sidebar. And if you know somebody else who might enjoy the journey too, send them a link to SimpleLifeTogether.com. And that's also where we post our show notes, any of the links that we talked about. And every once in a while, we do a blog post that's, um, that's related to the show. You can also look at our links to Twitter and Google Plus profiles and other contact info in there as well. And we'd love to hear from you. So be sure to leave comments below the show notes on SimpleLifeTogether.com.
0: Yeah, we'd love feedback. We'd love to get your feedback. So uh, if you have access to a computer with a microphone, you can go to simplelifetogether.com. And on the right-hand side of the page, right in the middle, you'll see a little microphone icon with the words, send voicemail. Click on that, record, it, um, record us a message, comment, or question, and we'll talk about it on a future episode.
1: Yeah, that's pretty simple. It's pretty cool. That, that's I like a, it. That's a company called, um, or a, an app called SpeakPipe, and... Uh, it works pretty cool. I had actually had a, a little uh, issue with it when I first got it because I didn't. I think it works through um, a, a flash program, and, and it wasn't updated in my laptop. It worked perfect everywhere else. So. It was just uh, my recording was a little clicky. But huh. that's okay. You can send us a clicky one. We don't matter. Yeah, we can click it. <laughs>
0: we can <de-click laughs> a it. But if yep. you don't want to do that, of course, you can always send us an email, too. So, oh,
1: old school. Yep.
0: <laughs> uh, you can find email links on the website in the sidebar. So either way, we look forward to hearing yes, from you. Yes, we
1: do. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your Simple Life Together.